Tandem Nomads, episode 211. You might think that you are saving time and energy when you skip your market research, but what you are doing is in fact the exact opposite. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips on how to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Dregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. I am very, very excited to have you today. This is a very special episode that I think will make a big, big difference for you. So before I move any further, I want to thank you for being here and listening, whether you are a regular Tandem Nomad listener or you just hopped on this journey of Tandem Nomads. I hope that you will take full benefit of this episode and enjoy it. I really appreciate your time, so I will really try to serve you well today. In fact, if you've been listening to Tandem Nomads before, you know how important it is to have a proper market research and serve your clients, understand your industry. All of these things are things that I notice so many solo entrepreneurs skip when they start their businesses. It is a pretty straightforward process to do, but for some reason, a lot of people skip it because it's not fun, because it's annoying, because it might. People assume that it takes time. It does take time, but trust me, not doing it will cost you even more time and energy if you don't do your market research. So today I am going to help you on how to do a market research that really helps you know how to find your ideal clients and how to sell to them. Yes, I do believe that there is a direct benefit between market research and the results in your business and your revenue. And this is why I insist so much on this topic. So Nomad Nation, tell me for real, have you taken the time to research your market? Hmm. I would love to be there sitting with you and hearing your answer. But don't worry, I've got you covered today because as I said, this episode will not only show you how to do a market research and not a type of market research that we might hear about in business schools, what you get a lot of theories and a lot of data that you might never use and that might never help you be able to sell your product or service. This is a very pragmatic and a very simple version of a deep market research. Also, on top of telling you what do you need exactly to research when you do market research, I will also show you for each type of element and information that you need, I will show you exactly how to use that information to find your ideal client, but also define an effective marketing strategy that will help you convert them into clients. So how about that, Nomad Nation? In fact, one of the reasons why a lot of small business owners and solo entrepreneurs really struggle to kick off their businesses and also make money for the long term 
I truly believe the reason is because they have skipped doing the work that we'll share with you today. And what happens as a consequence is that a lot of people just try different things, different strategy here, trying to do advertising here, trying to do social media there, trying to do um, some kind of event here and there. So it's all scattered. And the reason why it's all scattered and we're trying all different kind of things is because you don't have the information that will help you to know what is the one place where you have to focus on consistently to be able to build a marketing strategy that brings you regular um, clients and that also allows you to increase your visibility and your relationship with your potential clients. So today I'm going to show you seven different elements and type of information or seven places where you can look for your ideal clients and then decide where to focus your energy so that you can really be effective with your marketing strategy. And on top of it, I actually prepared for you an Excel sheet where I have categorized these different seven places to look for your clients. All you have to do is to download it in the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 211. So you will download this Excel sheet and then fill out the information the way I will guide you through today in this episode. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 211 and download your Excel sheet with the information you will need to do this very simple process to make your market research effective and help you design a marketing strategy that will truly allow you to find and connect with your ideal client. Yes, because for you to be able to grow a successful business and deliver a great marketing strategy, you need to actually know where is your ideal client spending time and where is your client reachable so that you can really know what is the best marketing strategy for you. Needless to say that you also need to know who is your ideal client. So this is really important. Otherwise, your marketing strategy will be very difficult to really nail down and your market research will be so complicated to run if you don't have a clear idea of who is your ideal client. So that you need to define it. And also if you have a business where you have different segments, let's say for example, you have a business where you have services for consumers and services for businesses or different kind of segments or different kind of um, ideal clients, then what you need to do with this process I'm going to give you is to run a specific market research for each type of client. So this is really important to know. All right. So I'm going to now go into these seven key information that you need to gather about your market so that you can know where is your ideal client and how to reach them. Are you ready? All right. So don't hesitate to take notes if you find that helpful to you. And in the Excel sheet, I will also summarize some of these key information for you. The first metric that you need to research is your competitors. 
So you want to do online research as well as use your network and use all different ways, but essentially online is your friend. So everything I'm going to share with you here is things that you can find thanks to Dr. Google. So first of all, make sure to look for your competitors. So for each category, I'm going to tell you what to look for and then how to use this info to find your clients. So what does it mean your competitor. So here is one thing that a lot of people get confused with, especially if you have a business where you do some research and have the feeling that nobody's doing what you're doing. If, by the way, you have the feeling that nobody is doing what you're doing, I would raise a big, big red flag in this case. Because usually if nobody has thought of your idea before, it probably means that maybe there's no need for your product or service. However, there's another way to look at this. How do you look at your competitors? It is important to not consider your competitors as people or companies or organizations that are selling the exact same product or service as you, but rather all the players in the market that are addressing the same problem as you. Even if you have a very original idea that's unique, you will still find competitors who are trying to solve your problem. Because if nobody on the market is trying to solve a certain problem, it probably means that that problem doesn't exist. So when you do your market research on competitors, think about all the different ways your ideal client might be looking at solving the problem. And I'm going to give you a very specific example Let's say um, somebody has a back pain. There's so many different ways to solve back pain. There's traditional doctors, there's chiropractors, there is a acupuncture, and even yoga. So you can see how a simple problem like a back pain can be solved in so many different ways. So if you have a very original idea, and the reason why I insist on that is also for those of you who might have businesses based on technology or innovation, that's also something where you want to ask yourself, okay, maybe this technology innovation does not exist, but so far, how are the people who saw, who have this problem trying to solve it? All right. So this is what I mean by competitors, not necessarily people who do exactly the same thing as you, but at least people who are directly addressing the same client as you with the same problem as the one you're trying to address. And by the way, if you have an artistic type of business or luxury type of business, here, simply replace the problem with desire. All right, so this is what you have to look for with this first category. And once you find this whole list of type of competitors, I want to share with you a couple more tips of how to use this information to know how to find your clients. First of all, most big companies have their list of clients. For example, if you're a consultant in relocation, very often you can go to their type of companies and you will know who are the companies who are using this kind of services as their list, the logos of those companies. Also, if you're working with smaller businesses, you can as well look at their reviews, their testimonials. This gives you information on who are their clients. You can see how subtly you're starting to see how this information can help you then know where you can find your clients. 
Because the other thing you can look at as well when you find your competitors is to pay attention at their own marketing. Look at where there are features. Most of the time, the companies will tell you which media they've been featured on or which conference they've been speaking at. Or you can also look at their social media. Where are they communicating? Which platforms they're using? So all of this is giving you a gold mine of information on your own marketing strategy and how can you design your marketing strategy. So now, instead of looking at your competitors as this source of fear and bad feeling of, oh my God, people are doing the same thing, you're starting to understand the power of embracing your competition because they are feeding you with so much information and paving the way for you. This is really important that you embrace it. Which leads me to sharing with you a important advice that I've noticed when I work with my clients 101 uh, through 101 coaching and I help them through the process of the market research. What might happen is that you might get overwhelmed and intimidated by your competitors when you compare yourselves to them. So my big call for you here, when you do this market research, first of all, don't compare it to yourself, be very pragmatic and remove all emotional judgment through this process. I've seen so many of my clients saying, oh my God, this is so good. I will never be to be able to be as good. Or, oh my God, this is so bad. I really don't understand how people can buy this. So this is not the point of doing your market research. No judgment. Be pragmatic. Find those URLs, their websites, list their websites on the Excel sheet that I gave you, and then start analyzing one by one who are their clients and where are they marketing their product or service. As simple as that. Be pragmatic and note emotional. If you find yourself still stuck with competition, make sure to go to the show notes of this episode where I also share a link of a specific episode where I help you deal with your fear of competition. So check it out in the show notes of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 211. All right, now the second category of information that you have to look for with your market research. It is your clients, your ideal clients. You want to proactively look for them. So here, like I said before, especially if you are in the B2B business, which stands for business to business, you're making business with other organizations or businesses, usually this one is pretty easy. You should know what type of companies you're targeting, so you simply go and search for them online and list them in your Excel sheet. And then the next step will be finding who are the key decision makers and then figuring out what their contact is so that you can reach out to them. That's as simple as that. They see how your market research can actually lead to knowing how to find your client and then start entering a relationship to be able to bring your product or service to their attention. So make that online research, especially if you're in the B2B industry, Look for the names of the companies that you want to work for and add their websites in this Excel sheet and then look for the key decision makers. And for that, you can do it through various ways by networking, asking your contacts if they have contacts in the company, but also simply LinkedIn. 
So uh, having LinkedIn is a great way. You tape the name of the company and the name of the position you're looking for, and then you will probably have a lot of people who will show up. And that's a great place to start connecting. I will actually add in the show notes of this episode, the episode where you can learn about how to connect on LinkedIn effectively as well. So I talked about B2B, but also even if you are serving clients who are consumers, direct consumers, you can as well look for them online through networking platforms, but also through social media. For example, if you find some Facebook groups where your ideal clients are connecting, that's a great place for you to look at whether the challenges they're sharing and then try to connect with them outside of the group. Uh, once you have supported them in the Facebook group, for example, most Facebook group will not allow you to advertise, but you can always, first of all, serve in the group nurture the relationship in the group and then they later you can take it outside of the group to be able to connect with them and then bring to their attention your product or service also i highly believe that again i mentioned that in the previous episode the importance of running a survey so finding those ideal clients is not only about selling to them but also surveying them to make sure that you also understand their challenges and what is the best way to convert them into clients so again go to the show notes of this episode and i will put the link on how to run a survey on tandemnomads.com slash 211 i have a section that's called resources so i will put all the links right there so look for your clients and then uh, what you do with that you simply reach out to them and build a relationship with them and again, to build relationships, I have as well an episode on that. As I said, everything is in the show notes of this episode. All right, so now the third category of information you need to look for when you do your market research, and it is strategic partners. So what are strategic partners? Strategic partners are people, companies, or organizations who have the same target audience as yours, but provide different or complementary products or services. For example, if you're an interior designer, you might have the exact type of audience than a real estate agent. So it might be a great benefit for a real estate agent to know an interior designer in case their clients are not very happy with the the setup of a house, then they could say, hey, don't worry, this is something you can fix easily. I can connect you with my interior designer. This is a way, for example, where strategic partners can be really helpful. Also, let's say, for example, your yoga teacher, you might also want to, to work closely with somebody who provides essential oils. In fact, most customers who love to do yoga are also people who love everything related to self-care, scents and essential oils and things like that. So this could as well be a great strategic partnership. If you are, let's say, a wedding photographer, you might as well have a friend who's a makeup artist. That's a great strategic partnership where you can bring business to each other. So how do you, what do you look for? You want to look for other type of businesses that are related to your kind of business, like the examples I just showed you, and then search for these people that you could reach out to to build these partnerships. 
And again, make sure that they are attracting the same type of clients that you're looking for. All right, so once you do this research, what do you do with this information? Well, you simply reach out to these people and tell them about your idea and start building a relationship. You can take the time as well to build trust because sometimes people need to trust you before they refer you to their clients. So take the time to create those relationships. And here are some strategic but also pragmatic things you can offer them is for example cross promotion usually cross promotion is something that you do for free or referrals something that you do for free and if you want to have trust from this person then start doing it for this person and you will see that if you start doing the first step by sharing the services of this person to your clients then this person will trust you and send your clients as well so cross promotions, referrals are great ways to do. There's also affiliate partnerships. So affiliate partnerships are partnerships where you don't just exchange your contacts and clients, but you actually also share a percentage of the sales or commission. So that's also a way that is a no-brainer for some people. Say, okay, I have a guarantee that if I send you a client, I know I'm going to get a return that's monetary. Even if I'm not sure you will be able to bring me in return clients, I know that you can give me in return a percentage of the sales. So this can as well be a great incentive. So think about it. Now, the fourth category of information that you need to research and put in your Excel sheet. And this one can take a little more time and needs more discipline because it can go all over the place, but I'm going to be here to help you. So this fourth category is a media. So what does it mean, media? Media are all the bloggers, influencers, magazines, podcasts, radio shows, TVs, all the places where your client consumes content related to the topic or the problem or the desire that you address. So sometimes it's also things that are not directly related to the problem, but I really encourage you to try to find as well the media that your client consumes when it's about the same type of topic that you address with your product or service. So that's really important. And this is why I always repeat again the importance of knowing who is your ideal client because there's so many media out there. So if you don't know who's your ideal client, it will be hard for you to know which media you need to focus on. So focus on looking at the different media that are talking about the problem that you address. Type the problem that you address on your um, search engine like Google and then see what kind of blogs come out, what kind of influencers come out, what kind of podcast shows come out. By the way, talking about podcast shows, for example, um, know that iTunes, for example, is a search engine on its own. So Google is not the only place where you can make a search. If you go to iTunes and type the keywords around the problem you address or the desire you address, you'll find a bunch of shows to reach out to. Also, if you go to Amazon and type that kind of topic and go in the book sections, you will also find a lot of authors that might be as well interesting for you, by the way, to know who are the key authors in your industry. So uh, they're not media, but still maybe good people to connect with and, uh, and to build relationships with. But to not make loss of track here, I just want to let you know here my point is that Google is the main place to make this kind of search. There's other ways we can, you can search for this kind of information. So don't hesitate to also be creative here. 
All right, so sit down and do that research of asking yourself, where is my ideal customer consuming content to educate themselves, inspire themselves, or entertain themselves around the topic that you address through your product or service? For example, if you are in the fashion industry, your ideal client might be consuming a certain type of magazine, not all of them. As you know, if you're in the fashion industry, there's so many different types of fashion. So you want to really know your ideal client and what is their style. So according to their style, there's different types of magazines for each type of fashion and each type of tribe and community around that style. So look at where is this tribe looking for inspiration around fashion in this case. So now once you have done that research of all these media, blogs, magazines, influencers, podcasts, radios, TVs, etc. Once you have listed them, then what do you do with it? Well, there's different things you can do with media. First of all is get featured in them. So a lot of the media love to feature stories and they have their own editor to contact if you want to be interviewed. So you can reach out to them, sell them a story, try to know what kind of stories they share and reach out to them to say, hey, I have the story for you if you would like for an interview. So don't hesitate to do that. The second way to do is to contribute with free content. For example, I have a friend who is an expert in career coaching and she does resume actually building more precisely and she found a magazine that is specialized on corporate careers and she's been contributing for years to this magazine as a special writer and every month she would write an article for that magazine so something like that might be as well very useful for you to build your brand and get visibility and be seen as the expert to go to when it's about that specific topic that you address the third thing that you can do with this list is find for placements for advertising. Obviously, at some point, you might as well want to consider paid advertising. So all this media usually is, are based on advertising and their business model is giving you access to their audience in exchange of money. So that's always something that also an option for you. A warning when you do that, make sure to get the data from them to show you and prove you that they are attracting the right audience for you and that it is an engaged audience. All right, so this is the fourth category, media. And now the fifth type of information to look for in your market research is networks. So what are networks? Networks are clubs, associations, communities, membership sites, where your ideal client engages and spends time to connect with others, get inspired, educated, or entertained around the topic that you address. So again, here you really want to focus on who is your ideal client and especially clients who are specifically looking for this type of content that you're looking for. So sometimes it's not always possible to find like a network that attracts your client and that is exactly addressing the topic that it is a place to discuss the topic you address. So if you struggle to find both that uh, information that combines both, it's okay. As long as you know where you can find your ideal client and start building relationship with them, that's also fine. 
I just want to give you an example of what I mean by combining where's your ideal client and the type of interest and topic you address. Let's say you are a career coach for women. Then you want to look for professional networks of women, professional clubs. And even if they're not there, for example, to only talk about Korea, they're there to talk about a lot of things, they might still be a great place to connect with women who are looking forward to in, to grow in their careers and develop and, for example, get to the next level of management. So if that's your specialty, being in contact with professional women in a certain industry that you're interested in is a great way to build those relationships. Which leads me to what to do with all these networks once you have listed them. Well, the first thing is to participate and contribute to these places on a consistent base. Consistency is everything. So go there and then try to start building authentic relationships. Don't go there to sell. If you're part of a network and you only go there to sell and promote yourself, it's not going to work. What you want to do is to be part of this community and really, really engage with them in an authentic way. Also, the other thing you can do in these networks is speaking engagements as these platforms often organize workshops and events with speakers. So this is also another way for you to be able to get exposure to this network. Which leads me to the sixth type of information that you need to look for with your market research, which are events. So events and networks overlap sometimes, so don't get too confused. If you see, for example, a network that does an event in the Excel sheet that I gave you in the show notes of this episode, put them in both. Put them in network and then put them in events and put the name of the typical event that they organize as well. So this is a place where there might be a bit of overwhelm. Overlap, sorry. So events, what to look for when I talk about events. You want to look for conferences. You also want to look for trade fairs, social events, anything that's organized around the topic that you cover, but also anything that's organized that will help you get access to your ideal clients and where your ideal clients go to get informed, to get inspired and to get entertained or any other reason for them to go there related to the topic that you address. For example, if you are a wedding planner, wedding fairs are a place that a lot of brides go to get inspiration on all the different players in a wedding. So that could be, for example, an event for you to participate to. Again, when you analyze, if you go to to a trade fair, for example, make sure that this trade fair is indeed designed to attract your clients because for example certain trade fairs are more a place to find vendors and b2b partners so make sure that you analyze the target audience of these trade fairs some of them are really for the mass um, uh, for the mass or the for the consumers and others are really focused on the business to business relationships So again, here, once you have listed all these events and these places where your ideal clients goes to, what do you do with that? First of all, just like with the networks, you can go there to simply network and build relationships. Again, do that consistently. If it's a trade fair, for example, or an event, you can exhibit or you can sponsor. And finally, like I said before, you can as well speak in this event or do a demonstration 
or something like that. So here are different ways of how looking for these events can help you really define a pragmatic marketing strategy for you. All right, and now we're reaching the end, the seventh category of information to research. And this one, I have to tell you, very few people indeed think about it. So the seventh category is secondary research. So what does this mean, secondary research? So you remember when I started this episode, I was telling you this method that I'm sharing with you of how to build your market research is a method that I created to help my clients make sure that they don't get overwhelmed. Because if you actually listen to the term market research and do research online about how to do it, it can sound very overwhelming. And there are actually organizations that are focused on selling real proper market research. And that's not what I want you to do. However, sometimes you can access to these real professionally made market research by other companies who are specialized on this topic or organizations who do it. So sometimes these professional secondary market research are for free and sometimes they're for paid. So it depends on how important it is for you. You might want to invest, but in general, I do think that there's a lot of secondary market research out there that actually can provide you with a lot of data about your market without you having to invest. By the way, sometimes it's just blog articles that are very well detailed with a lot of numbers that can be considered as secondary research. So just to summarize, what is secondary research? Secondary research are market research professionally made with statistics, reports, actual research and surveys that made on a huge pool of people that will give you important information about your industry, like for example, the barriers to entry, the fixed costs about your entry, but also the market share in your industries between the different key players, as well as information about your ideal client, the consumer's pain points and their behavior around your type of business. So this is really official research and data that will help you validate the problem that you address and give you information on your client and all the players that you want to consider in your industry. This is generally like information that is provided, as I said, by professional organizations, consulting firms, but as well as associations. For example, let's say you're a nutritionist. A lot of international nutritionists or national nutritionist associations do their own market research that you can access to to understand what are the trends in your industry. So think about that. What do you have an organization in your industry that provides this kind of research? As well as Chamber of Commerce, uh, research institutes, these are all places where you can find secondary research. So start by Google, but also list all these different types of organizations in your industry and go in their website to see if they have their own research. And this will be as well a great time saver because what I want you to do is to be pragmatic, right? And you don't have the resources to do these complex researches. But when they are available, you definitely want to use that information, first of all, to get to know about your market, but as well as define your marketing strategy. Which leads me to how do you use the information you will find? So first step, you're going to list all this 
secondary market research you will find in the Excel sheet that I gave you in this episode. And then here are some ways you can use it. First, secondary market research is a great pool of inspiration for content. So if you listen to Tandem Nomads regularly, you know that to build a successful portable business, you absolutely need to have an online marketing content strategy where you create your own content, for example, blogging, podcasting, videos, whatever. This is key for you. But sometimes you might lack some inspiration. So market research can give you insights. For example, you could find a research made by an institution and then in your podcast or your blog or your video, you can try to dissect the information and then share it with your ideal customer to share with them some important information you think they should also know. For example, if you're a nutritionist and you find information, um, secondary research about uh, health trend or a new nutrition information that can help your clients understand the importance and the impact of food in their bodies, you could use that to actually justify why it's important to get great support by a nutritionist to help them with their health. Which leads me to the second category of thing you can do when you find secondary research on top of creating content. This will really help you validate the problem that you solve, not only for yourself, for your websites, for your marketing, but as well as when you are with a client and you are in a sales opportunity. And for example, you're having a one-on-one sales call with a client. Using the data that you found in your secondary research can really be a great argument to actually show to your client why it's important to invest in solving this problem and in your product or service. So you can see here how secondary research can be very helpful. I'm going to give you my personal example. For example, I work with organizations who send their employees abroad and send them with their families and their partners. So when I started Tandem Nomads a few years ago, companies did not very much take seriously the impact of dual career challenges on their business. And thanks to the secondary research I found that shows how 60% of failed expatriation is due to the problems with dual career challenges of the spouse, and that has a huge cost on the company. And this, thanks to this data, they understand that it's really actually something important and not a futile detail to support the spouses of their employers, uh, sorry, of their employees abroad. So you can see here how this data has really helped me throughout the years justify the importance of investing in dual career support inside their companies. So this is a way you can as well use secondary market research to argument your sales and really show uh, the importance of addressing the problem in your industry and investing in your solution. That's it. This is it. I shared with you the seven categories of information that you need to do your market research and also to keep it simple and easy and know exactly what to do with the information that you will gather. 
Again, go to tandemnomads.com slash 211 and make sure to download that Excel sheet where I organize all these categories for you and give you a little bit of a summary. What you have to do with this Excel sheet is to do the online research for each category and then list in each line the companies and the information that you find. So you want to keep um, each line for one result of your research. Now, my final word to you is that through this process, you're going to find a ton of information. So the first thing here is don't get stuck in the rabbit hole. Be pragmatic and systematic. For example, if you find a blogger, if you find an article, you find a company, don't start reading too much. Don't start diving too much and analyzing. You don't want to analyze. First, list all the companies and the, and the websites that you find and then Pick one or two and three and start analyzing when you have time. But first, start batching and start just listing, 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 and then analyze so that you don't get stuck. The problem with internet is it's a web. It's literally a web of you will end it up. You will end up in like a universe of information. So be very pragmatic about this part and don't get stuck into diving too deep into each company's websites and then getting lost. That's an important tip. And then the second is that once you finish all this research, you want to then pick the top three to five uh, key results you found for each category and then decide to focus on those, on how to use those to decide if that's going to be your market research, your main market research. So first, you're going to take in each category two to five key results and then analyze if you're going to spend the time in exploring those results. So you're going to do this for each category. And then when you finish, you are going to go through a testing phase where you will test a little bit, figure out if this is really effective, if you can get really results. And then what you will do is that drop the things that are not relevant to finally end this market research with choosing your key marketing strategies, your top three to four marketing strategies top that you will focus on consistently. The importance is consistently. So this is how you go from trying out way different, too many different strategies to focusing on those that are truly relevant for you. So as I said, at the beginning, you'll have to experiment a little bit, but do it intentionally to then be able to say, hey, this is not working. I'm going to drop this and I'm going to focus on that. For example, you will say, Advertising is not working with this media, but I am actually going to contribute as a key writer and try for a couple of months. If it works, I continue. If I see it's not doing anything, I'll drop it. Same for networking. It is important to give some time to build those relationships. If after a couple of months you feel like mm, you're not feeling it, these are not your people, these are not your ideal clients, then drop it. You need to try a little bit, a couple of things, and then at some point you'll see, you will know where is the place where you see most traction and results? All right, Nomad Nation, I hope this episode was helpful for you. I shared with you my secret sauce here with this market research. I have built this system for all my clients and I'm giving it all away for you. Now, if you are stuck in building your own marketing strategy and you want to have help to do it with me, know that you can reach out to me 
with this um, email address that you will receive from me when you download your Excel sheet. So if you feel like you want more support, don't hesitate to reach out and request for a assessment session where we can see what are your needs and see if, if we are a good fit for each other. I would love to help you through this process of creating an effective marketing strategy that works for you. And as usual, I'd love to hear your feedback. If you do this market research and you get great results from it, also share it for me. I would love to hear what is the outcome for you. The best way to reach out to me is by email, connect at tandemnomads.com or as well on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram where I share great resources there as well and DM me right there. Nomad Nation, I hope this episode was helpful for you. Thank you for spending this time with me. And I can't wait to hear from you. In the meantime, stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.